Hello, this is Judge Samuel Alito. Now you've asked me a very interesting and difficult question about what type of breakfast cereal that I would prefer in the morning. And while I know that I would deliberate on this thoroughly if this were an appropriate time for me to do so, I must sadly tell you that this is not the appropriate time or place. Just rest assured that I do know one thing. This is the MEP Report. Welcome to Member Board number 123, October 7th, 2010. Greetings, welcome, and this may feel like a throwback episode to all of you because we have all the original members. Clea is uh, not going to be joining us today because she is asleep, but Story and uh, Russ are here, so the originals yeah. are all here. I am here. It's true. And we started 123 at 1234. It is 1234 Eastern. So Nice. Well yeah. done. There it's you good go. Stuff. Good Everything is aligned. We are in order. <laughs> And what happens That's next? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that mean that, like, at some point, something should, some ma- major event should happen in the world, like that we should, you know, while we're on, while we're doing our show? Yeah, let's let's That's check true. that egg project. Remember that thing with oh, the yeah. Oh yeah, sensors. stand an egg up on end. <laughs> do it right now. When one two three starts on one two three four, you can get five eggs and stand them up on their six points. I can't even remember the name. I'm trying to Google Egg Project like a moron. Like, that's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible edible egg. Eggs have the high cholesterol. The correct answer eggs is Equinox. At the Equinox, you can stand an egg up on end. Oh, and... I remember. It was called the Global Consciousness Project. Oh, oh you're talking about something else. You remember the Global Consciousness that we mepped about where it had all yeah, the... Yeah, vaguely. I don't know. I, yeah, nothing has changed. I thought, I thought you were talking about on the Equinox, you can stand an egg up on end. Sure, that too. Also that. <laughs> Absolutely that Yes. That and thing, but I did not know. And astrologers get really concerned about things. This is also... <laughs> and then if you, if you roll the yak bones, then they'll tell you of ominous, uh, ominous comings. Land, Yakima, near yeah. Yelp. Exactly. So we're all here, and uh, and we're back. We and, are here. And, um, it's true. And I I wanted to uh, I wanted to mention I don't know why I've noticed this recently, um, but I thought that uh, since we have since we have story uh, back that uh, he might be able to comment on this particular subject. I have been noticing lately that um, headlines, particularly Yahoo headlines, from which I get a great deal of my opening news. It's like my opening news salvo. I see some headline, I'm like, really? And then I go to actual news sites to find out more. But, you know, the information, at least the initial information happens. I bet that's just what Yahoo wants to hear, too. I bet that we're the (laughs) site that people go to before they find out what's really happening. (laughs) Come for the headlines, then leave immediately. Come for the headlines. Don't stay for the story. But uh, so the headline, this particular headline is very now just and you can guess what what the story is about. But I just wanted to ask if you think that someone's asleep at the switch on the headline construction business. Virulent skin germ grates on main lobstering aisle. Now, I would argue that you could actually create that headline if you just put random words together and said, let's see what happens. Okay, I'm sorry. Skin germ. The the skin germ is affecting an island or the lobsters? on main lobster. Well, so I had a bunch of images. I thought maybe it was like... The crate on which the lobsters are caught. The crate? The skin is growing on a crate via some strange bacteria? (laughs) Well, because when you think grates, don't you think of like, oh, I hate that because it really grates on, you know, that that's the, her voice is really grating, like the skin germ. Sure. But I, apparently that's how they mean it. So it's a drug-resistant skin disease 
that has affected sports teams, prisons, and military units on among lobstermen and their families on a main island. Okay, it's what do sports pest. teams, military units, prisoners, and lobstermen all have in common? <laughs> they, they all have this particular skin, skin germ. disease. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. But what else? We need a common thread. We need to talk, just like Outbreak, we need to find the commonality that somebody slept with a monkey a generation ago, and then and now we all have this skin germ. Well, it says that hospitals have been dealing with infections caused by the superbug for 30 years. It's, uh, you know, they tend just to cause skin lesions, but left untreated, they too can become deadly. And the best-known case involved the St. Louis Rams in 2003. Previous instances have involved prisons, military recruits, and sports teams, and now this random lobsterman group on, you know, this main island are having this problem. But I just was kind of like, oh, man, I hate having this potentially fatal skin disease. It's just so grating. You know, like, <laughs> grates <laughs> on main lobstering aisle? And, like, someone must have been like, you know what, I've been assigned to write about a random-ass skin disease. I'm going to come up with a really fascinating headline that I find amusing. That's all I can think of, because, like, otherwise, why wouldn't you be like, potentially deadly skin disease gets a foothold in Maine or something like that. Something that like, you know, completely over overblows the issue, just like every and other also modern footholds media. confuses <laughs> things. I don't yeah, know what exactly. you're saying there. Any bodily reference is, is <laughs> right. problematic, you know. Skin disease <laughs> elbowing out like way what? into the popular consciousness. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Clearly I think I think bed bugs must somehow be to blame. Yeah. Some the real there actually are no terrorists. There are only bed bugs. Apparently, so well, the bed bugs actually may be part of a terrorist plot. I think, true. according to according to a lot of the right wing in this country, the bed bugs are actually Muslim, and I think that's really the deal here. That's that's yeah. yeah now I'm facing this because uh, you know I'm living on my own now because my wife left me, which is great. And um, hey, map update. <laughs> hey, yes. let's hey, go to the 2020 sports. And, uh, 2020 sports. <laughs> wife left him several months throw ago. Throw that out there and move Other on. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. More on that later, possibly. And so now, you know, I'm lacking furniture, among other things, a heart, a soul, and um, and, this. and thinking about buying used furniture because she took a lot of my money, also. And um, so <laughs> I love how everything relates to the. Uh, you know, it's it's all relevant. And, like, and uh, I did a softer thing for my head, which is you know in pain right, exactly. because of her. Because I cry all the time, and I like soiled the last three things that I was lying on. You know, just, oh, oh no! Ruin this pillow. That's unusable. Um, oh. And uh, Boy, it's so, a good thing yeah. you kept this out of the divorce possibility story. The uh, bringing up things on the Met before. Yeah, true. I did not sign the injunction to uh, to to have a. Uh, what, what are they so called? So buckle up, uh, Emily. It's going to be oh, a fun couple of years God. ahead. Imagine if Emily had won the MEP report in the divorce or story share of the MEP report. Exactly. That would be the worst thing ever. No, we're on with in Africa That's like again with Emily. 2% of it, though. You know. <laughs> You'd have to do it. Well, like once a year, she'd come on. Really I know. Um, She's like, yeah. hello so- from Liberia. And we're like, click, player left. How did this happen? <laughs> we don't even use Skype. What? That's not even the Skype <laughs> thing. Hijacking our podcast. <sighs> so anyway. So, so anyway. You, yeah. I need used furniture, and I was uh, thinking about, you know, getting some soft furniture, some overstuffed furniture, because uh, the, the rest of my life is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 
Paul Simon song. <laughs> that, what is that? Let's just be clear to anyone who's listening, uh, you know, who hasn't listened to us for long, and if so, what's wrong with you? Uh, it, this is not laughing at story as much as it is just the incredible absurdity of the situation. Um, yeah, so we just want to make that, that very clear. This is not the first the time they're hearing about it, in no. case you and think this is. This isn't our first rodeo. Uh, yeah, and we're all dealing with our own forms of, like, sympathetic pain and and, yeah. and are at what's happened, and so... Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I actually have gotten so, bed bugs sure. which I poured onto my sheet in sympathy. That's, exactly. That's what I do. Right. So anyway, so I'm looking for furniture, and uh, and I was thinking about you know where do you get anything in life? Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist. Jobs. Exactly. Don't every job I have ever had, every apartment I've ever had, they've all been on Craigslist. There's no other way to get things in the world. I don't. Right. Before there was Ways Craigslist, people just sort of amoebically stimuli around each other and hoped for the best. You know, <laughs> a lot of our musicians came from order. Craigslist. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so I go on Craigslist, and then it's like suddenly I cross-reference this with the massive bedbug scare that is sweeping the East Coast, and I'm like, wait a minute. Soft, overstuffed furniture, and now that I, you know, have a massive lack of faith in humanity and their ability to self-regulate because of what's happened, (laughs) I don't think there's, I don't think anyone would possibly hold that. Oh, no. Oh, normal people are good people. Everybody's trying their best to do what's best for each other, and so no one would, like, get bed bugs and immediately put their couch up on Craigslist and say, free bed bugs, but we're not going to tell you about it. But, you know, now I don't have that same faith. The floor on what I believe humanity is capable of has sort of fallen away. And so, so yeah, so I don't have a couch. Long story short, I'm still nervously wondering what to do about possibly. So, so Story, you know my, my two couches that I have here that I got from Craigslist, right? Uh-huh. That they were sort of like a too good to be true, like they were cheap, and the guy offered to ship them here in his truck, and then they're like oversized and awesome. And the the catch was that they were completely covered in dog hair from like years and years and years of having dogs Remember around. That. Remember, we actually mapped about that about how yeah, much the time eight, the eight hours cleaning session, dog hairing, yeah, the exactly. nine layers of dog hair removal. So that's, I mean, as long as you're willing to go toe to toe with like serious cleaning products, you can get pretty much anything. From the masses off of Craigslist. But bed bugs, I mean, it's like you get one bed bug and it's like, you know, the rest it of your true. life is, is doomed. I mean, that's the way they talk about it. You least. know, I read that, like, the big thing that we used to stop bed bugs for a while was DDT, and then now there's yeah. just nothing left that's effective that we have. Like, we've run out of technology. We've got nothing. Because, to stop. well, it's because we have pollution standards, right? It's because, right. you know, you can. <laughs> if so, we were like, using DDT, they'd still be dead. Oh yeah, no. I mean, you could, you could. I mean, like, and there's actually in Ohio, I think it is. They've been trying to convince the um, the DEA to bring to allow them, or no, DEP. Sorry, they've been trying to convince them. Please let us bring in like this, this, this kind of. I don't remember what kind, but this bug bomb essentially. This this thing that would, you know, destroy bed bugs. And they're like, no, because it will do this, this, and this to little children. And the, honestly, the, the people oh, in Ohio were like, on nuclear fission, yeah. and that's dangerous. And the people oh, in Ohio. This is how much my life has changed. What you're hearing right now is my cell phone. I, have, I don't believe that. That's, that's a rotary phone true. if I've ever heard one. All right. Yeah, I do have it with a nostalgic, a nostalgic rank to try to convince myself that yes. I haven't changed as much as I have. Oh, he got a cell phone. That's almost more traumatic than story. got a divorce. Exactly. Seriously, this is how bereft my identity is. Yeah. Good God. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, is getting his brokerage license next week for anyone. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm telling you. Republican candidate for Senate. Sorry. 
<laughs> but they, but they did this thing. So they they you know said that they wanted to bring this in, and, and they were like, well, no, because it can do all this damage to you know human beings. And they were the people in Ohio were so desperate that they're like, we think it's worth the risk. And the, and the FDA was like, perhaps Take you don't our understand. Babies, yeah. Please, the DP was like, perhaps you don't understand. Take these damn bugs away. <laughs> exactly. They're like, maybe you don't understand. What I've just told you is that this will actually do this, and you might it would like damage you. And they're like, yes, but we wouldn't have bed bugs. And they were like, yes, but Come you on, might we be- don't want to deal with cancer. Yeah. This country, we just don't know what to do with bed bugs. So we can kill the bed bugs. It's just we will also die in the process. That's that's the only. uh, There is one other increasingly good at getting cancer. Actually, we can just get more and more of it and more practice, and then that's That's it. it. We learn we learn how. Uh, There is one way to do it, which is that um, the way apparently that works constantly is they cannot survive above a certain temperature. And so if you set your house, and this is true, if you set your house to 105 degrees, and you leave, <laughs> this oh, is true, sweet. and you leave then your house at 105 degrees, yeah, go. then, then, then well, actually, they can't survive and they will all die. And that's the best way to deal with it is 105 degrees. And they were saying the problem is that this often is an inconvenience for people. I'm like, you mean it's an inconvenience to sleep at 105 degree temperatures? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> can't imagine why that would be inconvenient. But I thought these guys came from like India and like countries that get very, very hot. I'm surprised that that's their upper limit well they got kind of sloppy russ when they got here they sort of were like you know these people have that's nothing soft. against us and then all of a sudden they're like oh my god a hundred you know and that's sort of what happened to them their cousins now their cousins you don't want to run into the bad bugs are serious those guys you can throw right. actually can resist nuclear war you can actually throw a tactical nuke at them and they will not die if they're hit by a tactical nuke so bad bugs, otherwise yeah. known as cockroaches <laughs> they're the bed bugs that go Da-da-da-da. yeah they're, they're those kind of guys bed bugs craigslist craigslist is yeah. great i agree i every piece of furniture here is from craigslist didn't you get your uh xbox from craigslist no my xbox was for free from a friend i helped him move and he gave me his xbox and then i turned it into a media center and that is how you avoid participating in the economy um <laughs> okay <laughs> us goberman the reason you're unemployed <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will unemploy all you mass-producing blue-collar mofos. Map report has fallen off in Redmond, Washington. Why is that, Russ? I don't know. I... Yeah, my friend recently read a book, a supposedly very, very powerful environmental text called Endgame by Derek Jensen, which is just an incredibly bleak, predictive text for where we're headed. Um, <laughs> and it's like the key word is despair. If you don't feel despair then you're not accurately thinking about the world that we live in. I'm like, really? This is the most productive attitude you have is despair? Welcome to the environmental movement in 2010. God. And I I mean, the main themes of the book is that not just our corporate capitalist system is, you know, eating itself and destroying everything and killing the planet, but civilization itself. And, And he argues that the only civilization that is in any way sustainable is tribal culture. And anything beyond that, as soon as you build a city state or a city, you're immediately importing outside resources into an unsustainable situation. And the only way to support that is by having armed men kill people for the resources that you can't trade for because stop resources lest your city starve. And what are these guys' credentials again? What, what, are, what is this guy? About? His credentials? I mean, he's an environmentalist. He speaks a lot. There's a viral video of his him. credentials are he's an environmentalist and he speaks a lot. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the book, so I'm just par- barely paraphrasing what I heard about him. Um, the, actually, the one reference I had heard about him was there was a viral video on YouTube, um, which he uses as the introduction to one of his despair rants about 
how Star Wars would have went if instead of the Rebel Alliance, if the Rebel Alliance were run by environmentalists. It's really funny because it's like the first thing that they would do is write a petition for the Death Star to stop blowing up planets. And then they linked arms in front of all the planets that were about to be destroyed. And they sent loving kindness to Darth Vader in the hopes that he would realize <laughs> like all this ineffectual you know, stuff. And Really? I thought if you were going to do it the way most environmentalists are, would it be just like, look, guys, Darth Vader and the Empire has already taken over. What's the point? Even if we overthrow them, the Jedi are just another empire. And the, the conclusion of the yeah. story is that even though the, the rebel planet gets blown up at the end, um, the rebellion realizes that they got the attention of the galactic press, who in an article on page 37 references their struggle against the thing. And they're like, yeah, we got press. And that's the end of the movie. So, From that, Booklist, uh, the quote about this person says, when he offers solutions, for, he actually says he believes that we need to destroy civilization to save the yeah. world. Yep. Uh, when he offers solutions for the that problems may be he, true, faces, he preaches violence. Well, except he preaches violence story. So I guess that's not yeah, going to work out. Violence. He says you can't use the master's tools to destroy the master's house. He's got no problem with that at all. Apparently the success of his earlier books has led to his writing only for those who agree with him rather than crafting a balanced discussion that allows readers to come to their own conclusion. Jensen has become an extremist and he has done his cause the worst possible service by alienating the readers he most needs to inspire. There's the deal. So he's an activist, an author, small farmer, teacher, and philosopher. That's yeah, he's just a guy, you know, living outside the system, trying to bring it down, writing books. And uh, this is actually published in 2006, you know. When you talk about the system eating itself, I think bedbugs may actually just be being distributed as a uh, as a wide scale metaphor for <laughs> a capitalist system. That's really that's really all it is. They're just a walk in, chewing, biting metaphor. Or maybe <laughs> someone's trying to. Uh... Everybody to reforest to the cities of America. Starting, yeah, exactly. That's true. And maybe create their own ecosystems. Yeah, it's <laughs> eco terrorism. It's just like the bed bugs will terraform this civilization in the shreds in about five to ten years. It's the only hope we've got. I have wallpaper growing bark on it. I don't understand. <laughs> The argument, though, that I've heard from some people is that actually it's not so much the bed bugs that have been the issue, but the media hype over bed bugs, which is starting to resemble the media hype over, oh, what well, we just talked about it, terrorists, and how now everything you want, you know, everything is related to the subject of bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs. And I, I wonder if there isn't a little bit of, I mean, look, very unpleasant, media has obviously. never exaggerated anything in the past. So I know, that's I don't true. Know what yeah, I know, I'm overreacting. I'm probably, you know, overstating that yeah. case. But, you know, the thing is that, like, I mean, you know, bed bugs obviously not very – there's not they, – they carry no disease. It's not pleasant, but you can deal with it. It's not like if you get bed bugs, you're immediately, like, consumed by Lyme disease. Like, they're not, they're not you know, flesh-eating, like, creatures that will destroy you before you can yeah, get and, rid of them. Like, and luckily they know, don't carry disease at all as far as I'm aware. At they, all. Yeah. 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 Probably because they're like, you know, we don't have time for disease. We're bed bugs. Like, we don't even deal with that. We're not they about just that. sleep all day. They don't, they don't have <laughs> time true. to get sick. <laughs> they wake up so and they're they like, now let's go so eat much. people and now let's go back to let's go back to sleep, you know? Like, But, yeah, so I I don't know. But, yeah, it, it is funny because it's been everywhere. You've seen something about bed bugs, this and that and the other, and, and everyone freaking out about it. And I just wonder if that isn't part of the let's make everyone scared of everything type of, you know, creation. No, I've definitely definitely heard things in that direction as well. So, it's so I don't think you have anything to worry about. All you have to do, story, is post on Craigslist looking for couch without bed bugs. Bed bug free <laughs> couch. Yeah, no, I think story. You're as long as you make it clear. I don't think there's any way that you'd become more of a target of someone if you just said, "Please give me nothing right. with bed bugs." I'm no. sure that would not, in any way. Yeah. 
Exactly. But, you know, you don't have to. Craigslist is one possibility, but you could also do what we did. We actually got um, Senevine just graduated, if you will, from a crib to a bed. We got her her first bed. And okay. uh, we got it at this thing called Furniture Liquidators. And, like, <laughs> exactly. It was very impressive, this ceremony. You can now leave your <laughs> cage. <laughs> you can stand up and walk around. Yeah. Not against wooden bars. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> exactly. Although we do have a railing on it, so I don't know. But anyway. Just half a cage. It's half a cage. <laughs> Um, it was this place called the called Furniture Liquidators, and it was in the Palisades Mall. We walked in, and there's like this this like place that looks like one of those things, you know, like right now they have Halloween superstores everywhere in like these sort of like rent a warehouse oh, yeah, type yeah. places. And so I, I we I was I was like, what is this? And we go over there, and it's this place that was I don't know. Normally they go only via the web or whatever, but they have this you know they they occasionally rent out these stores. And so we got this really really good deal on a bed that was you know really cheap and it was pretty good quality, just because they were trying to get rid of this. They didn't like the particular color was not successful or something and so that's how we did it so you could also go the furniture liquidation route or you could go to bob's discount furniture where craigslist is cheaper for than dollars you know commercial entity because they have no overhead their overhead is no paying pay. rent and wanting to get rid of a couch but they do have bed bugs i just want to point that out so does bob's or other things or are we Ticks, kidding fleas the freaking plaza had bed bugs. Do you Ebola? think Bob's Liquidators is escaping bed bugs? Russ, do you want your friend to get Ebola? I don't think you can get that off a couch <laughs> unless it comes with its own orangutans. It's the Ebola bug. You've got to be really interactive with that couch to contract Ebola. <laughs> yes, it's... Doing all kinds of things that are not uh, Spider monkeys are coming out of the couch. <laughs> really interact it's like yeah all of a sudden it's like michael crichton's congo michael crichton's couch like oh no or, or you get the smuggler couch you know it's like the parrot smuggling couch that accidentally goes to you instead of to the the dealer yeah oh that's where i was shipping my basket of snake oh that's yeah, right exactly exactly yeah. well, well the other oh, issue man. i'm dealing with is delivery so because remarkably the prius is not terribly adept at getting you know three section couches into apartments no, just so. one section at a time get a saw that's so right i have to get delivered a couch and a saw <laughs> i will craigslist carpentry ability <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> and exactly. go level up you could you could actually i mean they they yeah that's true a lot of these places have free delivery but i don't know how craigslist handles it oh see rust see i've gotten a music i get musicians through craigslist because those are people that i can deal with or whatever but you know russ is the sort of buy things from the back of a van type of guy so he's the one that you need to talk hey, about about if, getting if cheap only, ass sketchy sofas you guys in this realm Maybe since growing a beard, more people in vans will now approach me thinking I'm willing to buy their wares because it hasn't happened in a long, long time. They might actually approach you asking you to be in the van with them as a salesman. Sorry, what were you, you were about to say something? No, I, I was just asking if you still had the lumberjack beard. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I'm maintaining it. I'm going to a family wedding, so I'm going to get everyone's opinion on, on the beard uh, this weekend. Okay. Basically, for me, and we know that Russ has a problem growing facial hair because no men in his family have ever grown facial hair to his knowledge. And so, therefore, this He's was a like pioneer. a grand, grand experiment. Yeah. Right. Um, and I ended up growing this like weird reddish beard. But I like it because it doesn't – I don't have a full heavy beard. It grows in the way that many men like have to sculpt and trim their heavy beards to look like because it only <laughs> grows in certain places. So it's interesting, and it looks kind of cool. Like I could be an, I totally could be an Irish immigrant from the early 20th century if I grew it long enough with the mutton chops and the weird mustache that goes over like 
Anyway. Ross Guberman in Gangs of New York. I think it definitely, like, I, I think I avoided it in part, well, in part just because I was always taught, shave your face like a good boy. You know, once I got over that, it was sort of the... Your family taught to you, like, deliverance? Shave your yeah, face like right. a good boy. Shave your face, boy. face to yours. People call it a sling blade. <laughs> Some people like, like to call it a use razor. It to shave your I face. Like to call it a sling blade. <laughs> so I reckon. Uh, I call it a red bean. <laughs> it's a bad Better shave it. I totally forgot my reasoning for growing up. I can't imagine why. Uh, oh, I, I remember. I resisted it for a long time because I thought it was sort of cliche for a bald guy to grow a beard. Because I'm like, every bald guy grows a beard. It's like the masculine. I, Look, I can't grow hair. I can. I can. And then they grow it out of their face. And then everyone's like, okay, he's not. He doesn't have chemotherapy, I guess. <laughs> we can talk to him. I don't know. That's, that's always been the rationale in my head that's why people do this and i'm like no i'm gonna be the guy who shaves his head and his face at the same time just don't care about hair not interested in hair and other things just for good measure yeah so where was i right so but then that was 20 30 years of that and then i'm like well not of being bald with a beard but of no beard and then (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute minute. back up back up how old are you I'm 31. Right. So it's been 30 years. So from the age I of haven't one, had a like, beard try in 31 years. <laughs> when I was Did one you know year that? old, it was great. But then <laughs> I went south on it. Oh, uh, God. So, and uh, there were a lot of attempts over the years of like a couple weeks. And I'm like, this looks horrible. It's whiskery. It's disgusting. I'm shaving it off. A couple weeks, whiskery, disgusting. This time I was like plowing through, going to three weeks. And after three weeks, it looked like something. And then the problem is after about five weeks, it looks scraggly and weird and like I'm a... Ted Kaczynski-ish uh, academic who doesn't see the light of day. So uh, there, there's an optimal it's length. So far from the truth. There's an optimal length involved, um, which is very easy because I have a beard trimmer, which is what I've been using to shave my head this whole time. So that was convenient. There you go. So it's like all one length. You yep. Just go over the whole no, head. No, I have. I, I mean, length. nose gets Ladies shorter. And you not beard. Like when I first got. When I first got the beard trimmer and was using it on my head, like I was terrible at it, and there were like long strands of hair, and I looked like an idiot. And then, like over the years of doing it, now I have a system. Now I've got like the sides of the head are, are three, but the top of the head is two, and the beard is one, and they all have different <laughs> specific lengths that are optimal. <laughs> like, this is just what I feel like being an old person means. Is like you've just done everything so much that you have this extra experience and all of these minutia that you've memorized to optimize everything that you do which is why i want to start new things that i haven't done before because i'm bored with myself so everything is an optimal length and i have to say i've gotten a great great reaction from the females ever since having the beard i think makes me look a little older maybe maybe makes me look a little dangerous a little edge a <laughs> little bit of edge there little he may send a bomb in the mail <laughs> I do it. little unibomber <laughs> with the unibeard yeah he might violate the laws instead of a poet. I think he's attractive more so than without that beard. Uh, why are we talking about my... Oh, because this is my big life development. Story got divorced. I grew a beard. That's I what's happening. Update. I was also thinking about shaving my head, but... Uh, I, I, what? I, I do recommend it. Just as a as a shock. I was actually I was going to I was going to do it as a you know sort of a, a statement of mourning because I did cut my hair significantly instead. But I was thinking about shaving my head and then and then I was actually going to then grow both 
you know, normal hair and facial hair and like never cut it again. <laughs> just like that was going to be the thing. It's just one catharsis and then grow till it can grow no more. Hair rebirth. Yep. The woodsman. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was a plan that, you know, I went through and was discarded along with killing myself and some other ill-fated plans. That's a better that, plan, that have not come to fruition. <laughs> so. It's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe I won't kill myself, but I could grow symmetrical hair. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that, you know, once suicide is seriously on the table, <laughs> then everything else also gets to be on the table with it. You know, it's like everything short of that is can also be on the table and you can, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy possibilities come. Yeah, come I mean, or I could pour bed bugs on my skin and watch as they eat it. I could do that not? too. I mean, without being too flippant about it, which I'm obviously being anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not at all. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Any of this, it's all show. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, uh, I do agree, though, and I have always agreed that, I mean, you know, despite the, the tunnel vision phenomena that you talk about when people contemplate suicide, like, they really just don't put enough thought into, like, I could walk around on my hands and knees barking at people on the sidewalk, and that would be really entertaining. And, like, exactly. why haven't I considered this option of living this you way? Know, like, seven things that I've always wanted to do and never felt I could because right. of society's constraints, yeah. whatever. And, you know, now it's, like, at the point where you're willing to end it, then, you know, unless it's just, like, I mean, there are certainly, you know, vengeance suicides and things where you just really want people to feel awful for allowing this to happen. And, you know, I, I get that. But most suicides that are actually out of despair, that actually push people to that brink, you know, there's... There's definitely a lot of uh, unexplored opportunity that people could just go and disappear, do crazy, crazy stuff. Seriously, because if you have the willpower to do that, then you have the yeah, exactly. willpower to, to like become a guy who only talks via a slide whistle for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that that's, that's not entertaining. <laughs> I think you did that for like half the show, didn't you? <laughs> One podcast once. <laughs> what is wrong with the story? Well, he thought about killing himself, but instead he's decided <laughs> boop, to communicate boop. This way, yeah. how do you feel about this, Emily? Well, I boop. I'll tell you what he feels. Started a cult. He's just like Tommy from the Who, but everyone has a slide whistle. Tommy, can you hear? Boop. Yeah, I wish so, to God I actually had a slide whistle right at this moment. I'm sorry, I really wish. Yeah, I used to be able to emulate this by whistling. I think that's sure, what the podcast did. was about. That was the whole thing. <laughs> that was all stupid. Yeah, you don't think my Star Trek klaxon imitation is doing the doing the job? You could just do a Star yeah. Trek Red Alert thing all the time. That'd be good. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for ideas of things short of suicide that are crazy that I can do to to fill my long languid days. Now. Get an emo suit. We <laughs> yeah, can make exactly. it happen. It's true. It's true. Fun. Finally, wander around. Emu. In the emu. Ouch. Yeah. Manifest the emu. So raise the spirit of the emu. You know, send send me your suggestions. Story storyofmapreport.com. Send me your. Uh, what would you do if you oh. were on the Speaking yeah, of emus, um, I don't. This is very tangentially related, but kind of, no, we've talked about this stuff before. I just wanted to fill you in before, that yeah. um, Story and I, for a short time, while Story decided that a good way to pass torturous time waiting for his wife to finish paperwork, ex-wife, and and do other things to uh, re-sign up for Dark Age of Camelot, and I did for a short time as well because I got an email saying that my invisible phony house that existed in a fake digital world was about to be repossessed, and I'm like, no, you. 
you won't foreclose on me, video game man. <laughs> I will not be part of the American foreclosure experience. Right. Oh, <laughs> he's responsible. He paid his mortgage. Can, can I ask how many times you guys have canceled and re-signed up? Like, seriously? Has it been like five times? It's been it's like an exercise in willpower. That's the thing. I actually routinely would play like... 10 days every 90 days for a long time because it was free and so why not you get a 10 day trial every three months and it's like and it was this great like life affirming exercise that i could walk away from it at the end of 10 days every time you know it's like taking a snort of, of coke and then like walking by the dealer and saying that's all i want one hit's good <laughs> i'll take the free hit i thank you for your free hit first hit's free and i'm not addicted <laughs> how do you like them apples you know oh so, God, you can take advantage like, of drug dealers in the world so um and just to give you a, a quick synopsis of the world of dark age and modern times like it is it's it's degraded the one good thing is that they've conglomerated all of the once many servers into one final like verge of the apocalypse server where all the last people hanging on to this game after a decade are like all the huddled in ones. one mass watching the sun about to explode and like eradicate <laughs> their universe <laughs> like, totally oh they so should do that they should have one sun about to explode that's awesome and so, and so to try to um, entice these people to keep playing, they've added all sorts of ridiculous things to the game, like like a jogging track where you can just murder people over and over again called the Labyrinth. So it's like, oh, you don't want to hunt in the forest for other players? Look, here's a jogging track where trolls just pop out in front of you and you stick your sword in them and you get massive points because you just run around the track killing. It's like, well, why does everyone go to this jogging track? Shut up. It's the Labyrinth. It's great. Do it. So there's that, which sucks away most of and, and, you know, to refresh, this is our favorite part of the game, was the player versus player combat portion. So many of the players have been sucked away to that road track of killing, which we refuse to participate oh, in. It's terrible. It, it's ridiculous and absurd. And, 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 like, even the points that they get from that, we consider completely illegitimate, and it's all inflated. It's like our currency. It's meaningless, and the points don't it's mean It's basically anything. like steroids for this game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. it's point, point steroids. And ability well, look, steroids. guys, when you're 50 years old and you're trying to make a comeback, you, you need to have a steroids. That's what it comes down to. So, I think that's important. Well, they do, and that's short of dying. They're just pumping themselves with all types of drugs available this game. How uh, many people are left on the server? I mean, how many? Are we talking like 50? How many people are left I now? I think there are a good two There's like 1,000. I mean, at any given time, there's like 1,200, 1,000 people, 900, yeah. on, but overall, like active subscriptions, like yeah, a few thousand. So mm-hmm. it's fun on one server. Um, so anyway, because Story and I, you know, maintain our old school of like, we will not have a second account so that we can have a buffing character that's called the buff bot that just automatically <laughs> makes your guys stronger all you have to do is pay two subscriptions and cheat and everyone has become commonplace for years so we don't do that we don't go to the track what we did was briefly very briefly we created a brand new guild with the acronym MEP and MEP really? stands for yes. Midgard, Midgard Environmental Protection <laughs> <laughs> And our theme was basically to wander around Midgard, which was always our favorite realm to hunt because it's like snowy and wintry and really cool. And, you know, the mids are like the arch nemesis of the of the Hibernians. And we would go and basically go through their deepest hinterlands that their youngest, you know, players would be out hunting for experience against the animals and trolls and woodland creatures that occupy Midgard. And we would protect these 
poor beleaguered woodland creatures <laughs> from the mid guardians who would be hunting against uh, them by slaughtering the mids themselves because they clearly had no right to just pillage and, and rape the land as they saw fit. And so, uh, yeah, this was tremendously entertaining. So we would go and, and kill them off and then, you know, admonish them and and cheer and hug the uh, creatures that had been saved and point no, you know, wag a finger at the the people who had just killed. In the short time that we did this, we got pretty complex. We looked up the uh, the EPA and found out what their ranking system is, yep. like administrators and deputies and sub-administrators and made those the rankings in the guild. And, um, I mean, the irony of this whole thing is that most of these people who are left in the game are like 15-year-old power gamers who have 100 million realm points and the most souped-up characters you can imagine and don't even speak English. It's like full elite speak because there's no such thing as a role-playing server anymore. It's just blathering and cursing and everyone hates each... I mean, okay, first of all, obviously they're all in denial. They all play a defunct game that is never going to go anywhere. They're all angry at that so many people have fled the game because of the horrible decisions that the game developers have made. And they're just the remaining disgruntled griefers who've made life horrible when the game was much bigger. These are like the assholes that are left who remain in this world. <laughs> right. So they have no interest in role-playing or pretending that there's actual conflict between worlds. They're just like, give me points. I don't acknowledge human beings. I just cut through pixels and get points. And here we are, like, frolicking through the wilderness where nobody ever goes because there's no action there. You could go to the track and get ten times as many points in five seconds. And we wait for hours in the woods and just sit yep. there, <laughs> gallop around on our slow-ass horses that go half the speed of any reasonable group with a bard. They can actually like wait for some poor alt of a character, by which I mean their alternate character that they're leveling up to be maximum level. When they're bored, yeah. Infinite money to pump them up. You know, because they get an an experience bonus for hunting in this place where no one goes. It's the last incentive to go to this place. And so the only people they would ever possibly see is Midgard Environmental Protection <laughs> just galloping around being like, don't kill the bodies! We'll kill you! Yeah! <laughs> and it's, it's indescribable how much fun it is to do that to just incredulous Yeah. People who are not expecting it do not understand what the hell we're doing or why. In fact, no one listening right now does understand. No, we understand. I tried (laughs) really hard. Really entertaining. In fairness, I don't even know that I understand, and I have actually (laughs) played this game. But uh, yeah, no, it's tremendous fun, and I think it somehow relates back to our uh, our doomsday environmentalist. I think in in a small way that we're. We would be making Derek him proud. I, oh boy! Yeah, Sad I, uh, for Derek Jensen. <laughs> yeah, He'd definitely join us. He would be the third member. We could power level him. He would be very excited. He'd be like, "That's right! You destroy humanity and save the bunnies." <laughs> it's right. true because much like Earth, Dark Age is a doomed world. Right. Or much like Dark Age, Earth is a doomed world. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It all comes back to the Dark Age planet. That's the thing that's really focused But see, on. I guess that's the difference okay. in our perspectives is that even in the doomed world of Dark Age, we can have the time of our lives even amidst the the falling apart society in the world. And we don't accept despair. We just kill people for ridiculous reasons and things, morals that existed in a role-playing server from seven, eight years ago that have no relevance anymore just because that's what's fun for us. It is pretty funny that, that we're talking about something that lasted you know, that that is still somehow, I mean, like Meridian, I think I told you guys that the first ever um, MMORPG that I ever played 
um, was Meridian 59, which was one of the first graphical ones that was out, you know, even before uh, EverQuest and, and all that sort of, you know, first generation. This was like pre-first generation. And I remember coming back to Meridian and having like one person. It was weird. It was like, it was like, it was like, you know, Lion Lutz in the Wardrobe, where like, you know, I leave and then I come back and only like all a year has passed in my yeah. time. But like all this time. <laughs> so I came back and they're like, I remember you. You were like, because I mentioned at some point, I'm like, you know, Phoenix or whatever my name was, Lord Phoenix or something like that is return. And someone was like, I've heard about you. I remember this guy three years ago used to talk about a Lord Phoenix. They're like, there's some <laughs> guild and some other They're like, you know, you have it. I was like, it's hilarious. I'm like, when I was your age, I was a god because it's true. Like I used to have, I was like the Tri Unity Alliance, and I was like my great grandfather you know. Ubuntu told tales <laughs> yeah. of the Phoenix, and then one day he might return. And now he has returned. You have come to return. save our world of Meridian. Like, yeah, no, I was just checking in. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like DTG, LOL. BRB. I hope that's what it's like when Christ comes back. He's just like, oh, oops, oh, I incarnated by accident. My bad. I just wanted to check. It's like I'm sorry. I just I I can't. You guys are still alive. You guys made it through all that. Wow! I can't believe you guys are still playing this. <laughs> I was it's just checking to see if I was just checking to see if the cute. birthday right, the cake was finished. <laughs> I'm just gonna close this bad badass oven up. So and, uh... exactly what's going to happen? It's just gonna be like really. You guys are still playing this. You guys, you still think there's hope? Really? Okay. Sorry. Well, you know what that what that really speaks to, and I've you know I consider myself an expert on this, having played uh, at least seven or eight different um, MMORPGs over the years. And I would argue that there are still going to be people. Probably, if you looked around, you could find Meridian Fifty Nine, and there would still be a few people playing that. Like, I don't think there's anything so old that people won't continue to play it somehow. Like, it just. You know, like it, it, there's just I mean, some people totally who just how like I feel about get Dark off Age. the train. That's why and, I keep you know. signing up for it occasionally. Like Dark Age was the pinnacle. Like I tried WoW, and WoW was just sad by comparison. Like Ugh. you know, all these other people were like, "Oh wow, whatever," and it's like the the realm versus realm is gone. Like Dark Age was the thing that made sense. Like they got it right. They did the right thing. You know, it wasn't perfect, but that was the game. And there's really, you know, I have yet to see anything in this sort of universe of games that measures up. Thank God. You know, because if I did, yeah, and then there's the design from life. But there's also the time invested thing, which is like we already That's built true. these ridiculous yeah. characters, and that can compete with, regardless of how many hours someone dumps into the thing. If we're maximum level, we'll be able to have a chance against them. So, right, yeah, I'm certainly never going to spend that level of time on anything else again, even if I did like it, unless I really were on the verge of suicide, and my alternative to suicide were video game coma for life. <laughs> Which, in fact, is a pretty common option these days, yeah, I think. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty true. prevalent. A lot of people do that. Yeah. I like the Meridian 59 that I brought up before. Um, the last I saw of it is being run by Near Death Studios, which I think is, <laughs> is hilarious. It's is rather symbolic. Now is launched by uh, 3DO, and uh, I want to see if it's still. I just went to Wikipedia to see if it. It's February 2010, Meridian 59 uh, turned over to the original technical developers. They have since opened the game to the public at no charge to the player. Meridian 59 currently running exclusively in the United States it's now via free. two servers. If you stay long enough, we do pay you to play. Please, exactly. please don't leave. Positions available. He's <laughs> actually responsible for about 3% of the economy's growth last quarter. If you play for at least two hours a day, we upgrade you to customer service rep. Please stay. Please. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And, and they have, like, all these listings of... Uh, it's hilarious. I mean, because it used to be, it was just that, that was that was the that was back in the day. That was the thing that you did. And I played. Oh my god, Ultima Online, uh, EverQuest, 
World of Warcraft, Asheron's Call 1 and 2. Um, let's see, Shadow Bridge, Shadow something? There was something. one game that you and I never intersected on, which was uh, Gemstone 3, which is what I played, I never fresh, played Gemstone freshman 3. year at Brandeis. Yeah, um, I never played that. My Shadow asshole Bane. friend got me addicted to that all year on the basis of like, oh, is it a two-week free trial? Well, I could beat your silly game in two weeks. One year later. You talked about this. Then you, this is <laughs> yeah. where your guy, your, your name, Fallopius Tubes. And, yeah, that's you know, Fallopius, that my right. international <laughs> character in these right. stupid worlds. And it's sidekick Utero. Yeah, there, there's a whole. There's a whole. There's a whole. But the, yeah, I, so I, I think it worked out to about like eight or nine of these things. And I've, I guess the most current one I sort of play, although I haven't played it in a while because I've been too busy with other stuff, is Lord of the Rings Online. But, but my most intrepid of the time, steed, Vulva. You know, Come, Volva. <laughs> we go. Yes, Falopius. You're wait- you had that chambered and ready to go, didn't you? You're all just, just <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing how these things come and go. And that's the one thing you have to say about WoW. I mean, this, the staying power of this thing, which just continues to just, like, brush off these other, you know, entrants as if it's nothing. The new uh, entrant is going to be the Old Republic, uh, which is the new Star Wars one that's supposed to, like, you know, redefine MMORPGs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You mean after their initial MMORPG, like, imploded and... Yes. Yeah, wasn't there already... I was going to say, wasn't there already a big Star Wars MMORPG that was supposed to redefine everything and... See, here's what happened. This is a great great story, by the way. I love this story. So Greg tells it well. So they have, if I can even remember anymore, basically the way that works was they started out when they played this game, they said, okay, we're going to set up a situation because they knew if you were going to start and make a Star Wars game and you knew that everyone was going to come in and was going to want to create their characters, what character would 99% of people coming in to play a Star Wars game want to play? What kind of a character? Sand people. No, no. What kind? Like what sort of a character? Not what specific, but like what, what class of what group? Jedi? Um, oh, yeah. But- I mean, Butler obviously. Droids. <laughs> I'll yes. take Jedi for 6,000, Alex. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's going to be Jedi, right? Everyone wanted to be Jedi. So they said, well, we can't have everyone running around being a Jedi because that's ridiculous. So what they did Someone was they created. Someone has to be Boba Fett. Well, there's always going to be one guy who wants to be a smuggler, and there's always one dude who wants to be a bartender, and no one knows why. But anyway. So they're like, okay, we need to make we need to make a, a Jedi difficult to get. And so what they did was they not only created a difficult formula, like you had to have a certain level in this, certain level in this, but they made it so that no one was aware of it. And I'm not making this up. So literally, people would be playing. That's the game, actually kind of awesome. And then randomly, that's actually really cool. It's yeah, like, this is this is like not why they failed. This is why like it was cool to begin with. Order. like that's actually yeah. awesome. Well, see, the only problem, so it was it was better. The only problem with it though was that if you think about it, it wasn't like Luke Skywalker was. Like, kablam, hey, a lightsaber, I'm a Jedi. Like, I mean, he had to train, right? Like, like just sort of, because, like, more or less what it was is it'd be like, okay, I'm, I've learned a certain amount in shipbuilding, and now I'm cooking, <laughs> and now I've learned to dance, and all of a sudden it takes two steps to the left, and it's like, blam, you can force grip. What? You're a Jedi. Congratulations. What? So it was a little oh, really? random. It wasn't like that you stumble upon the path, and then you have no, to no, train. No, 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 it was that shit would happen, and you would randomly become a Jedi, because you had pressed, like, uh, up, down, up, down, A, B, select, start. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Jedi. Exactly. You unwrapped the golden ticket. Amazing. I didn't even exactly. know there were golden tickets. The Bantha yeah. Father tastes like Bantha Father. 
<laughs> so so they did this and and so that was their first theory they're like all right so we're going to do this and and so people got sick of it and they're like this is ridiculous and so they said okay 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 what we're going to do instead is we're going to make it so that you can choose to be a jedi as part of the sort of jedi class and so they opened up the jedi class to everybody well as you would have predicted now is even worse because not only did you have the usual 99 percent of people that wanted to be it but now everyone else who was frustrated about like randomly not being able to be a jedi when some jackass logs on and like happens to take three steps to the right and fall on his ass and becomes a jedi <laughs> they're just like okay i'm going to become a jedi now now that i have the chance so now literally everyone was a jedi and everyone's just running around killing each other lightsabers force gripping like you know the universe is getting blown up because there's like six thousand people using the force no, at once. frankly it's probably not that bad a game right like that's probably it's not and like if you were if just you like, like benny hill random I mean... random arena of lightsabers <laughs> like Okay. Yeah, it was not exactly the sort of epic environment that you wanted. And the second problem with this, and this was maybe the biggest one, is that when they released Star Wars Galaxy, they forgot to add in the um, galaxy. So for the first, like, six months of the game, there was no ship like movement. I mean, you could move from planet to planet, but there's no ship combat. So you spent your whole time running <laughs> around on the planet. Like everyone's either. a freighter pilot. It's like, what do you ride, <laughs> exactly. a freighter? What about you, exactly. a f- double freighter? What about you? Well, like I have an X-wing, but ships. it doesn't like, shoot lasers, yeah. so it's just a. We can swashbuckle on the on the porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. Okay. How do you... Everybody swim! Okay. Pirates swim! (laughs) Yay! And then they wanted to... And they were like, okay, so we've got to come up with more... And they were like, look, there are other people in the Star Wars universe. So then they start making all these things about, like, cooking. And you could make yourself into, like, a Star Wars cook. And, like... Cooking was lame enough when you became like a professional cook, and I'm not making hey, it up. Don't, like you would don't be a cook. Line. That was Story's favorite profession in World of Warcraft. Well, okay, but yep. see, I don't think it was Story's favorite profession. <laughs> you mean, know what Story was wasn't? He wasn't a cook Star by himself. With, no, wait, when they cooked it. No, 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 I, it's coming to me. When the, they cooked. Now I I don't think there's ever a depiction of cook so, sure so chef ever. solo in the, in the beginning of a new hope Aunt Baru is making shit in a food processor oh, oh what's up she's sort right. of but I mean you don't even see it it's like she's pantomime like, or something she's like <laughs> like rubbing her hands together in the corner right and like well because she's trying to figure out how to be a Jedi and she like accidentally actually, made an omelet yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little known improv stage beginning of a new hope <laughs> like they never went back and put in the effects she's like if I rub my hands together and turn on the blender all of a sudden I'll be able to create a lightsaber right damn it that's not it black leotards and pantomiming everything (laughs) exactly no i honestly think it was it's like pantomime because i know what you're talking about i know the scene you're talking about and i thought about it before i said like there's no cooking scenes but i'm like no she's just like washing her hands in the corner like it's not (laughs) there's not even any food it's like she shuffles plates what i love about that scene food is that in the near future, in in the near in the distant future, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, uh, what we're going to have is sort of space items are tumblers from the seventies filled with tang because that's obviously like what you know Star Wars is all about is you know drinking like these blue tumblers that I used to have as a kid. That when was a I was long time ago, Greg. That's right, but it was a far, far in away galaxy. galaxy. Far, far away. So yeah. anyway, so the, so they so they tried to do all this and they decided they were going to do these other things and these other professions, but the professions were relentlessly boring. You could actually be a dancer and you're whole like training and dancing was press the dance button i'm not making that up it's like dance watch 
watch, dance, watch, dance, watch, right? So finally they decided that since they had clearly they were losing, they were hemorrhaging subscribers. What they decided that they would do is they were like, you know what? We did this completely wrong. So we're going to reboot everything. And so what they basically did, and I'm paraphrasing here, is they sort of respect everyone and made it so that nothing of what you did before worked the same way again. So like if you had made yourself into like the greatest cook who had ever lived, now someone who came in after you could be like, blam, I'm a cook in six hours. What's up? And like, so people were just like, the, the hardcore playing people. our game. Here's your reward. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We'd like to thank all the hardcore thing. people for keeping things going and have, you know, now we're going to throw you under the bus. So basically everyone rioted. Like then everyone blew up. Everyone rioted everywhere. Basically Everyone's like, like in the American workforce, right? Like, thanks for those 20 years. Yeah. Hi, there's a hot young thing now. I know, but it was sorry. Like, we know that your parents had pensions, but pensions no longer exist in work 2.7. So exactly. We're just going to keep employing you without pensions. How about that? What? We had pensions. No, you didn't have pensions. That never happened. No. They just came out and they're like, thank you for your down and um, please don't uh, leave the lights on when you go. And scene. And it was just like, what? So essentially that caused them to hemorrhage even more of the people. And so it was a big effing mess and you know what this came down to was the problem was they could never figure out how to balance it properly because they were either like everyone's a jedi nobody's a jedi everyone wants to nobody wants to be a cook we've got to have some reasonable professions oh my god we don't okay everyone all right restart and the problem is you can't restart when you've already had people paying as it is you know for this stuff all the way along like you don't grandfather them in you don't say okay here's the way you do it you're just like look it's like a cell phone contract i'm sorry that you got screwed but someone who signed up a month after you gets a free you know whatever and gets a toaster oven nobody you know? like, wants you don't to get be it. reminded that all these incentives and abilities they worked so hard for are all just made up contrivances like you don't remind your game playing exactly you of keep that. the illusion going as long as humanly possible reasonable realm yeah like, imagine if like a text bubble pops up when you log into world of warcraft to be like you know this is all made up right and it could just all go it's all pixels <laughs> this oh! thing. we can just take this away it's, it's meaningless it's not worth anything what i can't that's like the youtube videos of guys throwing their computers out the window it's like that's when what happens you can't do that to people you gotta keep up that illusion man yeah that's exactly right taking uh, away cold turkey no good yeah, there's a there's a steady decline in um, server population and all this kind of stuff. And I just reading, I just jumped over to the Wikipedia thing, where it said that they had done all this stuff. They claimed so. Here's what it says: new game enhancements uh, was kept secret from the players until 24 hours upon release. I told you they were just like and scene, right? Um, completely changed it. Media outlets criticized the reduced depth and complexity of the game. President of Sony Online Entertainment defended the decision, claiming it necessary to revamp the game in order to reverse the deterioration they were seeing in the subscriber base. The development team. Of Firm, this was their desired direction for the game, and that they would modify parameters to address players' concerns. And, and then they were said, all fired. Well, no, then what happened was they then added expertise trees to add complexity. So basically, they're like too complex, oversimplify. Oh my god, re add complexity. So, like, it, like, it was just ridiculous. Like, you know. Um, it was a complete, complete disaster. So a lot of people said that they would never, ever buy anything, you know, from these guys, these people again. So this next Star Wars thing is going to have to succeed or they're going to be, it's going to take them a long time before anyone wants to take money and spend it on what ought to be a slam dunk. Like if there's anything that's a slam dunk universe, Lord of the Rings is in the fantasy world is a slam dunk universe. Star Wars is a slam dunk, right? I mean, like how can you miss with Star Wars? But, you know, obviously Lucas has missed himself with Star Wars, I guess. Do you know anything about, because um, isn't this also run by Sony? Isn't there some 
some supposed, I don't know if it exists or if it's coming, some uh, PlayStation 3 cloud. I think it's called the cloud or some kind of interactive multiplayer environment. Yes, that, which is supposed to compete that with that Xbox happen? Live, I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it's called. Um, I mean, this is just what I feel like. Anytime we talk about Sony, we're like, wasn't there supposed to be this amazing thing that they were going to do and then it was going to be amazing and it never happened? And that's pretty much anything related to Sony is that discussion. <laughs> I remember like five years ago, I might have even mepped about it where I said, oh, I read Sony is going to make these e-readers and they're going to be just like books. And then Kindle came out and then Sony never even had a competitor ready for that thing. It was no, just they do actually nothing. have a Sony e-reader that, that, that does okay. I mean, it, the funny thing is about it that I actually – it's weird because what Sony seems to – tends to do – this is what happened with their PSP as well. They release a product. Everyone's like, this isn't as good as, you know, insert whatever console. And then after about a year, you run into it again, and you're like, actually, this is really good. <laughs> and I have a PSP, which I think is better than any Nintendo stuff, and I have a PlayStation 3, which I think is awesome. But it's only so awesome now. So they have now. Jedi mind tricks is what you're saying. No, you're like, this they just is come down the electronic device you are looking for. And you're like, hey, I didn't think so at first. But, but now, now it makes you're... sense. That's a good point. Our products are tardy but compelling. Your products <laughs> Tardy, but compelling. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know what it is? It's like, if in that case, it was just sort of a simple situation. As long as PlayStation 3 continues to be the sort of movie player default of choice, like my DVD player uh, for, you know, 10 years was my PlayStation 2. Now my DVD Blu-ray player is PlayStation 3. So 10 years from now, when they have like... 3D DVD Uber something or other. It'll be the PlayStation 4. <laughs> That'll be the player, you know, and that's that's what it's called PlayStation Plus. But Russ, Mom, I want for. the 3D DVD Uber player. <laughs> it's the favorite thing. I have to say, and I, this actually raises a good question, and I don't know what you that's guys funny. think about it. Are you guys as bothered as I am by the prospect of everything in the world being on some version of a cloud? Like, not actually existing in a hard copy on your own computer, but just like in some random ass, like, I mean, I admit, there are some advantages to it. It's Here's nice to be able to work anywhere. but on a cloud. <laughs> exactly. It's like you didn't own your castle story. It's, it's, but my it's, whole it's, life I sing loud. What is that? I don't know that thing. <laughs> you I'm just waiting. Me on my cloud. What is he singing? <laughs> Are you, are you it sing- would make me very proud. This is—is is this supposed is this to be like, like "Will you ride on my Catholic beautiful balloon?" Catholic school song. No, nobody, no, no, Les Mis fans out there. Uh, there are people who are oh, like man. you know, there, yeah, kicking their podcasts, saying, <laughs> "How can you not know this?" Or really, just saying, "How can you sing it that badly?" Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, mostly. Well, I tell you what, Gmail has uh, really. Uh, conditioned us to get used to the Gmail and Facebook both. Everything is, you know, totally... This occurs to me all the time of, like, you know, how... I remember, you know, because I had Juno email for a long time, and I still have my Juno account just so that people can find me who only knew that one, you know, just sort of... I like having an account that I've had since 1997. But, but, you know, I, I transitioned pretty quickly over from Juno to Gmail, and I used to, like, you know, very carefully, patiently, like, value the fact that all of my Juno email was actually saved on my hard drive and i used to use super disk you remember super, super disk. disk oh vaguely 
like, you know, precursor to scan disks through the precursor to zip drives. And, you know, to transfer all of my files from my home computer to my my school computer when I would go back and forth in the winter and I would have all my emails. And I was always very comforted by, like, having all of these backups of the emails. And it occurred to me the other day of, like, Gmail could just be like, uh, BRB going offline. <laughs> BRB. And it would just, like, ruin everybody's they, they life. Could, they, could yeah. a, they could pull a Star Wars Galaxies. They could be like, and scene, no Gmail. <laughs> And like day. the extortion power that that gives <laughs> yep. like people That's worry it. about this but it's like suddenly uh sorry you're locked out of gmail deposit 712 dollars <laughs> to our account you know and it's like and suddenly a massive shift in wealth just occurred google 40 percent of the world's wealth today yeah i was I just gonna say you turn on your computer and on there is like a poorly constructed ransom note with like letters from magazines and there's like we have all of your emails so in other words russ the google logo is appearing on your screen <laughs> what is yeah, that other than true. a poorly constructed that's a good point i mean like the beginning of a ransom note this is why i use and i have continued i've used for years and years and years microsoft outlook because that does archive it and i get sometimes i had an argument with a friend of the show kevin grinberg uh, about this who has an android phone he's just like i don't see why that's a big deal i'm like it's a big deal because I don't trust that the cloud's always going to be there. And plus, sometimes, believe it or not, I'm not always connected all the time. Like, there are still places in the country where you can't get this stuff. He's like, yeah, but really, no, and just cloud. And I was like, yeah, but but no, though. <laughs> and so I have Microsoft Outlook. I download. I have Gmail, but I download everything, and then I delete what I don't need, which is most of it. And then some of the things that I keep, I put into archive folders, and that's sitting in my Outlook, and that I back up regularly. So I have a hard copy of it. Now, if Microsoft ever decides to like get in bed with Google and be like, ha ha cloud for you. And like somehow destroy my ability to open things with Outlook. Then I guess I'm screwed in some way. But I mean, right. I just don't understand why like the cloud I can see is useful for like synchronizing documents across computers. I do that with my laptop and desktop for like a couple of folders maybe, but like just as a broad based thing, like I don't, I don't want everything in the goddamn cloud. Like, I mean, and Gmail, I use Gmail just as a, you know, people send Gmail to me and then I download it and look at it physically. You know, I don't, I don't I access just, it I on just the like cloud. that. In a very literal sense, if you didn't know what we were talking about and then you just heard Greg utter the sentence, I don't know why everyone believes that the cloud will always be there. I think the cloud <laughs> might not be there someday. And everyone's like, of course the cloud might not be there. It's a cloud. What are you yeah. people doing? What are you yeah, talking it's about? it's true. I mean, what I, what I like about the cloud, and I mean, you're not going to like this because it's, you know, more of the whatever. But I think the more that we invest in the cloud, like, obviously what you're saying is facially clearly true right that it's clearly vulnerable for exactly the reasons that russ is talking about so the more that we invest in the cloud and sort of put all of our eggs you know lackadaisically in that basket the more potential for massive sweeping change there is when it inevitably <laughs> fails <laughs> so that that's really encouraging to me you know like yeah sure i might miss some of those emails or whatever else but like at what great opportunity for human change we should you know, build this house on Shifting sand. Absolutely, we should. Exactly, because we all rely on this, you know, system that is inevitably somewhat flawed and problematic, and then it will suddenly one day get swept out from under us. Right. Assume that I don't want civilization to be destroyed. Right. <laughs> but if everything that we've had and felt and believed in is invested in that, and then it's just 
is gone one day, then we wake up and we have a chance to start over. In policy debate, that's called a straight turn. That's just like, I accept <laughs> yeah. all of your premises, and exactly. my conclusion is the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> like, how did you my do that? Is, yay! <laughs> what my wife might remember that she loves me. <laughs> it was all in the cloud. The whole divorce was in the cloud. That's true. Maybe the divorce in the cloud. And she could be like, what about this? And you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know where it is. You know, all the separation, it was all over email. That's true. You'd be like, sorry, Emily. I don't know what to tell you. You know, Liberia's in the cloud, Emily. You don't even, you're not even in Liberia. That's a fake country. It's actually an airport hangar in Newark. And you just think it's a different place. Oh, it's a holodeck. Poorly constructed holodeck. But I know, a badly constructed holodeck involving pineapples. <clears throat> but anyway, well, if you think the cloud is a good thing, let us know. We at the MEP Report will always continue to back up all of our archives and podcasts, as we have continued to do and, and will do in the future. True, that's all that will be left. You will have a piece of dry <laughs> toast that you forgot in the corner and a stack of hard copies of MEP Reports that Greg has been carefully transcribing and printing out and faxing to everyone. You'll survive longer on that than you will have a piece of dry toast. We're putting one on a golden record like they send out on the Apollo mission. Exactly. It's just going to contain all the map reports and so hold, shoot it into space. And your copies of the map report on paper. Right after Sergeant Pepper, he'll be like, you know, I read the map today, oh boy. It'd be great. I love that. How amazing would that be if, like, you know, 30,000 years from now, some culture was sitting there transcribing zeros and ones on a piece of parchment trying to assemble the map report podcast piece by piece <laughs> like, how amazing is it is it that's our long-term goal dude what are you talking about ancient civilization was ruled by a flightless bird well folks we've gone for an hour uh and uh we need to uh, start getting our plans in the way for the on on rushing destruction of the world which will start with dark age and end with the cloud if you have any thoughts about the cloud let us know please uh, continue to listen check in, in the blog and do all that good stuff and please send stories and suggestions about what to do with his life cloud. With the cloud. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon say goodbye everybody not many words do rhyme with cloud <laughs> <laughs> Powd? Mowd? Cowed? Shroud. I don't know what to say. Noun. Noun. Ow. Ow, ow. Here's my life that's in the cloud. I think he hit every note there at the same time. <laughs> I think it was time. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. 